The level of concern is certainly growing with IU basketball as they drop a third straight game on Saturday, this time to Michigan State. We'll recap the game, where things went wrong for the Hoosiers, and look at where the panic meter should be at and how much it's time to start worrying about this team. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, February 14th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics, uh, whether it's news, analysis, previews, recaps, men's and women's basketball we will be talking about today. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. Premiere those episodes uh, daily at 7 a.m. so it can be a part of your morning routine. You can talk with fellow Hoosiers. Uh, today, a lot to talk about with uh, the IU-Michigan State game on Saturday, both the men's and the women's games, actually. Uh, men's game was a frustrating one for the Hoosiers. Uh, the Hoosiers themselves certainly looked frustrated throughout that game. And it's the third straight loss now for Indiana. We will talk about how worried we should be about this Hoosier basketball team right now. Women's team was the exact opposite as they blew out Michigan State on Saturday as they continued their strong run. We will recap that one as well. Before we jump into those, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Let's dive into this men's game. Uh, For those that missed it, final score of Michigan State 76, Indiana 61. A little bit flattering to the Spartans, but certainly a game in which they uh, deserve to win. It was a close game throughout. Uh, Hoosiers had a lead in the second half, but... Michigan State looked the, honestly, just kind of the overall better team, uh, the more composed team in that second half, and it ended up kind of getting away from Indiana at the end. It was two teams coming off very different weeks, even if they both were on two-game losing streaks. Um, Michigan State, in the week leading up to this, Tom Izzo uh, had an individual meeting with every player, wasn't pleased where the program was at at that point, changed the starting lineup, changed some things around. Uh, They come out in front of a a really loud crowd uh, at the Breslin Center, a place where IU has struggled a lot uh, in history. Um, And there was a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of execution. Kind of compare that to what the IU program had been in the week leading up to that in Uh, They were two very different uh, teams, despite them coming in both with two-game losing streaks. It was a scrappy game that IU kind of got outworked in. uh, And even if it wasn't great throughout the game, Michigan State executed enough offense down the stretch to pull away. You don't have to execute enough, or a lot, I should say, when IU's offense is in the funk it is in, uh, in Big Ten play. Um, I thought one of the big things in this game was it was a very chippy game and one that the refs were calling lots of fouls on. 
there was a lot of emotion in this game. In that sense, it did look like two teams uh, coming in with two game losing streaks needing to snap them. Uh, but I thought IU let the foul calls kind of get to them. Um, there was a lot of Michigan State um, taunting, led to one ejection. Uh, there was a lot of just extracurricular stuff, which I'm fine with, uh, but not when it kind of got, it seemed to get in Indiana's head. There's a lot of times it felt they were more worried about the foul calls than the game itself. There were all kinds of technicals, double technicals given out. Um, but I just thought there were too many times when IU um, just lost its composure was probably the best way to put it. Uh, there were a lot of silly things they did. There was, it, it was a, there were just a lot of problems I used had throughout the season that they had kind of moved past at times. There was, this team commits a lot of really, really dumb fouls and getting in foul trouble has been a recurring trend all season. Uh, I know it's, it's easy to sit and complain about big 10 officiating. IU does itself absolutely no favors when it comes to defense and the ticky tack fouls they pick up Xavier Johnson, uh, for the first time in a while, got into foul trouble and the way he did it was frustrating. Uh, there was a, a play in specific where uh, he knows he's in foul trouble. IU rolled the dice to keep him out there. And he comes around a screen and hooks the, the player setting the screen. Easy foul call. That's just simply not something you can do when you're already in foul trouble. And it just didn't feel like the Hoosiers kind of adjusted to how the game was called. And just kind of kept playing a certain way and just kept ramming its head into the wall with foul problems. Uh, they committed 20 fouls on the day, and it led to Michigan State going 25 of 28 at the free throw line. Um, the Hoosiers 16 of 27 is about what we expect on the season. So uh, it's not it's frustrating, but it's not anything necessarily new with the Hoosiers of uh, just fouling a lot in general. And um it, it was a it was a matter of the guard struggling when we're looking at uh, Xavier Johnson. Again, hadn't really been a problem at times, but was a problem on Saturday. And when the guard struggle, the offense becomes stagnated, bogged down, inefficient. That was the case again on Saturday. The offense just was awful. Trace Jackson Davis is in a funk right now, uh, and he isn't there to bail out the offense like he had been through much of the season. So he goes five of 13. He had 17 points. It wasn't pretty. Uh, he went seven to nine at the line. It didn't feel like uh, a Trace Jackson Davis game or one that he really impacted a ton. Uh, and the Hoosier shot 20 of 59 overall from the field. So uh, it just simply wasn't good enough offensively. Michigan State knocked down some big shots, some I mean, they got some fortunate bounces. The the shot from behind the backboard is one. Some some fortunate offensive rebounds, some long rebounds that bounce their way at critical times. And that happens when you're playing at home. And that happens when you're playing with more energy. And uh, Michigan State took advantage of those opportunities, knocked down some big shots, some big three-pointers uh, late in the game. Uh, we talked about their hot and cold nature of their offense, but the hot part was that they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. So that wasn't shocking that they were knocking down three-pointers. Uh, they were 7-20, so they were below average what they shoot on the season, but they made some big ones in the second half, uh, especially late in the game, to really kind of put this one to bed. I think the main thing I want to – the main 
takeaway, I should say, that I have from this game, and we're going to kind of bridge this into the second segment a bit. Winning on the road is hard in the Big Ten, and IU is certainly aware of that. Took them a while to get those wins. Just look, I mean, winning in the Big Ten in general is hard, and I think that that gets overlooked at times. And again, I know losses can be frustrating. Losses should be frustrating, but this it just look at Purdue and Maryland on Sunday. The game just ended as I'm as I'm recording this. Purdue scraped out a 62 to 61 win against a Maryland team that IU thumped and had no problem with, and that was in Maryland. And uh, this was a game at home uh, for Purdue, and they scrape out a win. And I just think at times maybe we get too ahead of ourselves, myself included. I was on the podcast a week and a half ago asking Dustin Tapirak if IU had turned a corner after a couple of wins. To his credit, and we'll get back to this in a bit, the Big Ten has ups and downs, and no win should be taken for granted. This team certainly has not, did not turn a corner, has not turned a corner. But I, I, I just want to make the point that winning is really hard to do in the Big Ten, and especially on the road. And I think it's important to keep that context. No matter how frustrating Saturday's loss was, Michigan State is a better team than IU. Uh, they're, I mean, Tom Izzo has his program set up in a way that Mike Woodson probably hopes to one day get to. But uh, just kind of comparing where the programs are at, this wasn't a shocking result. And I was just a little surprised by some of the reaction to this loss because it can be frustrating. But a lot of the things that happened for IU, it's what's happened throughout the season. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But we're also going to talk about the guard play and the kind of guard rotation because they struggled again on Saturday, and that was with kind of changing things around. So we're going to look on the how the Hoosiers switched things up on Saturday and what did and did not work. Uh, I hope you guys, again, betting this Indiana basketball team this season, I haven't done it much. It would be a nightmare because Michigan State was only favored by four. That felt about right looking at the stats. I, if you bet on... Michigan State, or Indiana, I should say, on Saturday, I feel bad for you because uh, that would have been a frustrating game, even more frustrating than it already already was. But the football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage and information. Uh, Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Let's talk about the guards before we go kind of bigger picture more on this. So the big news going into the game was that Trey Galloway, rightfully so, entered the starting lineup. I was a little surprised it was for Parker Stewart, but. Uh, the wording when 
IU announced that the five susp suspended players would be back was that Mike Woodson would determine their roles moving forward, which made me think that there might be a shakeup there. Trey Galloway had certainly earned himself a starting spot against Northwestern. And I guess the kind of natural move is to not let one of the guys who was suspended start. Uh, regardless, it did not work for either player. Trey Galloway uh, finished 0 of 6 from the field in 32 minutes, uh, had a 1.3 assists, a couple of fouls, a rebound, and a steal. Was not the impactful player that he had been uh, this season off the bench. Parker Stewart was even worse, played 27 minutes, 1 of 9 from the field, 1 of 7 from three-point line, 1 of 6 from the free-through line. Just a miserable day overall for him. Uh, four points, three assists, a couple of fouls, two rebounds, and a steal. That did not work in this game. One of the interesting things as well is that Trey Galloway was the de facto backup point guard on the day. Again, after that Northwestern game, he played really well as a point guard. Uh, granted, against an uh, opponent that maybe wasn't prepared for him to play point guard, but Mike Woodson said after the game that he kind of, Trey Galloway kind of forced his hand to to try him as a point guard uh, based on how he played against Northwestern. And then he also said that may, he just didn't simply do the things that he needed to do as a point guard. So that might be a short-lived experience. Christian Lander only played one minute, and it was at the very end of the game because Galloway was playing as the backup point guard when Xavier Johnson got into foul trouble uh, pretty quickly into that game on Saturday. I like the idea of Trey Galloway starting. I don't know if for Parker Stewart is the right move. Miller Cop only played 11 minutes on the night. Uh, he was one of three from the field. Uh, he had three fouls, a couple of turnovers. Again, not a great night from him. Uh, it was actually Tamar Bates who saw the majority of the playing time for a lot of these guys struggling. Probably his best game as a Hoosier when you take into the context of it being a Big Ten road game. Uh, 29 minutes, four of eight shooting from the field, knocked down one of his two threes, all four of his free throws, uh, finished with 13 points for uh, tying for the second leading score on the day with race Thompson. Uh, he had a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds as well. Uh, this is one of those bright flashes of potential that, uh, we've talked about and we've seen all season. He was the one who stepped up. And he's had a, a pretty strong run of games um, leading into this one. I thought he's been playing better, even if the the stats may not be there. He's seeming a lot more comfortable playing in the Big Ten. And there's a learning curve there. And he is adjusting to it. And it felt like a big, big step forward for him on Saturday. Uh, he played the most minutes of any guard not named uh, Trey Galloway, he played more than Xavier Johnson. This is going to kind of continue to happen with Xavier Johnson from time to time. He's a very aggressive player who likes to be up in people defensively, likes to be kind of physical. And if you get the wrong set of officials uh, with the wrong kind of game setting, it all seemed to culminate in Race Thompson being kind of doomed for foul trouble. Again, that's not to say this is one of those situations where you need to adjust how you play. When you realize early on, oh, they called me for a couple of quick fouls, I need to dial it back a bit and figure things out. 
Xavier Johnson is way too important to this team for him to then immediately pick up a third foul and be forced to the bench because with Xavier Johnson on the floor, IU is a good team. Without him, they looked rudderless for a lot of this game, especially with Rob Finnessy gone. And Rob Finnessy's injury has had a pretty big impact and maybe not one we've talked about enough uh, because for all of the frustrations we'd had with the guard play, there was a level of consistency you could always expect with Rob Finnessy, uh, defensively, offensively, and with very few exceptions at Purdue game, one of them, there wasn't going to be really big highs, there wasn't going to be really big lows, but he was he was a productive player, and IU has missed that uh, with him gone. They have struggled with the point guard rotation uh, with him gone, and that's what led to them turning to Trey Galloway. It's very clear uh, that Christian Lander just is not someone Mike Woodson's going to believe in or trust fully this season, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, so the Hoosiers have struggled with Rob Finnessy out. Where they go from here with return with regards to the guards uh, is I'm not certain. Um, again, I would probably swap out Parker Stewart and Miller Cop in the starting lineup and try kind of three guards, basically Xavier Johnson, Trey Galloway, Parker Stewart, and go with that. Give that a shot. At least it gives you some speed and athleticism, even if uh, you're not going to have a ton of shooting on the perimeter and at, just do something in that regard. Uh, I think it's long past time that Miller Cobb try it off the bench and clearly Parker Stewart did not respond well to coming off the bench. Um, try him in the starting lineup against Wisconsin would be my suggestion. It'll be interesting to see what they do, though, because uh, this Hoosier offense is in a really bad, bad funk. They're trending downward, and there's got to be some shakeups to try to figure some things out. I know it was just one game with a, a one-game sample size, but it was a it was a it was a game that nothing was solved offensively. So try something else would be my suggestion. Whatever it is, uh, mix those pieces around to try to figure something out. I just thought I thought it was interesting looking at the box score. Jordan Geronimo only played ten minutes, and a lot of those were at the end of the game. I I'm not entirely sure why it, it was a smaller Michigan State team, and maybe he was uh, kind of the one who lost minutes because of Tamar Bates playing well or something like that. It's a little surprising. I don't think it's indicative of anything much going forward. Um, the last thing I want to briefly touch on, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because I want to talk about it on tomorrow's podcast. And I went longer kind of talking about those guards. It's just maintaining expectations with this team. I think the expectations might've shifted a bit. Again, I was guilty of it to a degree after those, that Purdue win, the Maryland and Penn state wins. Um, it felt like IU had turned a corner and I was guilty of it. They have not turned a corner. Still, they're a 500 team in the Big Ten, and I think anybody would have taken that at this point in the season if you would have told us in over the summer at some point, June, July, August, that you could be 500 in the middle of February in the Big Ten. Would you take it? Everybody would have said yes, and I think that's important to look at. That being said, it's a three-game losing streak that is concerning, but it's a three-game losing streak with some explainable losses. The Illinois loss, that's the best team in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Uh, the Northwestern loss, again, not that it's excusable because it came as a result of 
kind of off-court things, but that was still a winnable game that the Hoosiers probably come away with if they have those five guys available. And then Saturday at Michigan State, a place that they typically struggle at uh, against a team that was kind of as desperate as the Hoosiers were. That's a good Michigan State team. That's a ranked Michigan State team. And the Hoosiers losing that game, I don't think, was necessarily a surprise. So I would say don't overreact to the losses. Big Ten seasons have ups and downs. Uh, Hoosiers are trending in the wrong direction, but they certainly have the possibility of uh, picking up a big win against Wisconsin at home and turning that back around and trending it back upwards. Let's talk about much happier things with this women's basketball team picking up a blowout win over Michigan State, an impressive win over Michigan State on Saturday. Uh, but if we're talking impressive, we have to talk about built bars. Uh, this is a time of year that I've typically just given up on my new year's resolutions but not this year sticking to the resolution to eat right thanks to built bar it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because i actually enjoy eating them uh the cookies and cream is my go-to flavor and these things taste like real candy bars they're covered in 100 chocolate uh, they are low calorie high protein you can replace your candy bars with these, I'm guilty of a late night snack run to the gas station. Replace those snacks with a built bar, and you are way better off because most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They're better across the board than any candy bar you're going to find on that snack run. Uh, the flavors mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, all new for this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Can't wait to try that one out. They're all delicious. There's new limited time flavors coming all the time. So be sure you're checking out built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order when you visit. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Women's basketball team had absolutely no problem. Well, maybe not absolutely no problems, but they handled Michigan State on Saturday at home in Assembly Hall. Uh, the, they come away almost identical score, 76 to 58 over Michigan state. Uh, this came after an absolutely dominant third quarter. The Hoosiers led by five at halftime, uh, 32 to 27, and then proceed to nearly double up their score in the third quarter alone. They outscore Michigan state 30 to 14. And a huge part of that is thanks to Grace Berger, who had a career night. 29 points in the win. 17 of those came in the third quarter. She goes 9 of 17 from the field, 11 of 11 at the line. Uh, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, the Hoosier men's team certainly could use anybody going 11 of 11 at the line. Uh, but she was enormous in the win. Uh, the big thing was on the defensive side of the ball, Nia Clowden for... Uh, Michigan State came in averaging 21 points a game, one of the best players in the Big Ten this season. She has 10 points on 3 of 12 shooting. That Hoosier defense absolutely uh, swallowed her up. Nicole Cardano-Hillary was uh, a pest, as she typically is, in all the most endearing ways. Uh, Allie Patberg helped out defensively. Chloe Moore-McNeil stepped up on that side of the ball as well. Uh, Clowden got into foul trouble in the second quarter specifically, uh, just from some of the frustration she had picked up three quick fouls in that second quarter was forced to the bench. Um, and never really 
got going at all on the day. It's an impressive win for the Hoosiers as they keep rolling without Mackenzie Holmes. Goulbay had 13 points, Cardano Hillary 12, Patberg 12, more McNeil 10 off the bench. The good news is they may not be without Mackenzie Holmes much longer. She took part in pregame warmups with the team on Saturday, uh, just as a normal player would, an, a player not injured. Again, no specific timeline. Last we heard was Terry Morin saying sooner than later. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what that means. The Hoosiers play tonight against Nebraska. Uh, their schedule is coming hot and fast uh, now that uh, they have some games to make up. Nebraska game will be on the Big Ten Network tonight. You should be tuning into the women's team regardless, but at this point it feels like any game could be the one McKenzie Holmes returns in. It was originally uh, the timeline was at the end of the month. That timeline's getting moved up, and the Hoosiers are going to really need her because this is about to be a really, really tough stretch that we've talked about. This Nebraska team uh, comes into tonight 18-6 and six overall, 7-6 and six on the season. Uh, they're coming off a win against Illinois, uh, but before that was back-to-back -back losses to Maryland and Ohio State a very kind of middle of the road Big Ten team, but it's a road game for the Hoosiers. And we just spent time talking about how tough it is to win in the Big Ten on the road for the men's team. And that translates just as well in the women's side. So good news is the Hoosiers have won the last six games they've played against Nebraska. It's a team this group is familiar with, a program I should say this group is familiar with. Uh, this IU team tends to get things done, knock on wood. I know I'm jinxing everything, but it's a team that tends to get things done uh, when they should. So, again, feels like McKenzie Holmes could make her return at any point. You guys should be tuning into these games regardless. The other bit of information for the women's basketball team, a little bit of an interesting schedule quirk. Uh, they were slated to play Iowa on Sunday, February 20th. That game is moved back a day to February 19th so that uh, they will play that game on Saturday for senior day. Two days later, they'll go to Iowa to make up a game that was canceled due to COVID. So right now, the Hoosiers still, over the next 11 days, have five games. They'll play Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Friday. If I'm not mistaken, I, feel, I believe they have one more game to make up. Uh, which could come in that Monday to Friday stretch. Feels like a perfect time to throw a Wednesday game in there, but uh, the Hoosiers are making up games. But as we noted in Friday's podcast, uh, Michigan State women beating Michigan meant that uh, Indiana is back in control of its own destiny in the Big Ten um, title race. So if the Hoosiers win out, they're going to be champions. Uh, it's still a lot of games left and we just spoke about how tough that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a lot of games coming thick and fast, but up into that Maryland game, it's going to be games that the Hoosiers are going to be favored in. We'll see about that Maryland game. Obviously it's a Maryland team that's been reeling, but this is the home stretch. The Hoosiers have five, maybe six games left, depending if they are able to make up an, um, another one. It's a special season, a special team. Uh, they are 18 and three on the year, 10 and one in Big Ten play. You're only going to get a couple more chances to watch them this regular season. Uh, they have a couple of these next two games are on Big Ten Network. The season finale is on the Big Ten Network. 
be sure you're tuning in tonight, seven o'clock, Big Ten Network. Uh, watch these Hoosiers hopefully come away with another victory. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk a little bit more about uh, reaction to this IU game, where the program is with this three-game losing streak, uh, also previewing the Wisconsin game. Now for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love you guys continue to give us on a day-by-day basis. It does not go unnoticed. Uh, We will be with you all week as the Hoosiers look to snap this losing streak with a couple more big games, Wisconsin, Ohio State, tough games. But the good news is after that, they have a stretch of winnable games. They can hopefully get things right if they haven't already. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Monday. Go Hoosiers and LEO.